Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Players Club Podcast, episode 63, coming at thee right now. Uh, it's been a minute. We I took a little bit of a break last week because people were digging into my ceiling <laughs> in my room. Uh, long story short, we had water damage, and there was a lot of drilling and painting and whatnot going on. So now that it's calmed down, I figured, hey, let's get back into the swing of things with our original cast here. So, of course, you know me, Emmett Walker Jr., also known as DJ's Fun 61 on all places on the internet. And I am joined here today by the one and only, the podfather, Alan Mira. How's it going, homie? Yeah, target those limbs. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Target those limbs, indeed. Oh boy. Yeah. We uh we we are recording this right after the EA Play uh press conference or presentation just wrapped up, and it was a pretty good show. Dead Space is back. Um, that's not what this episode's about, though. We'll save that for probably next week's topic. Uh, in all likelihood, uh, because something else that is probably almost as or just as big, if not even bigger, happened since last time we recorded. And that's the Steam Deck. Uh, Steam finally showed off their kind of Switch for PC games, if you would like to call it that. Uh, and it looks really impressive. It looks really cool. A lot of possibilities with this. So we're going to talk about that a little bit in the main topic towards the back half of the show. But before we do any of that, well, first, let me just give a heads up to people. I am Walmart is in the middle of restocking a Series X. So... If you hear me like clicking frantically, that is what I'm doing. So be aware of that. But hopefully that shouldn't be too intrusive to the show. But um, even more important than that, um, let's talk about a story that broke uh, late last night. Actually, I did the, not did the math on it, but we were actually supposed to record this episode last night. And then I fell asleep and woke up to the story. <laughs> so if we recorded last night, we probably wouldn't have even had a chance to talk about the story. But since we're here now and the next day, um, let's go ahead and talk about this. So late last night or about 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Bloomberg, uh, Jason Schreier specifically posted an article uh, showing a lawsuit that happened from uh not the state of California. It's from, yeah, I'm looking at the article right here. Got it in front of me. Filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. And they filed it against Activision Blizzard. And they're being, Activision Blizzard is being sued over quote unquote flat, frat boy culture at their studios and a lot of just flippant harassment. Um, and just to, let me go ahead and give you a content warning. A lot of this stuff is very, is heavy stuff. There's suicide in here. There's, of course, you know, racial discrimination, which I, I feel bad even saying, like, of course, like that shouldn't be a default, but uh, a lot of mistreatment of women in here. Uh, this. There were jokes, like, people were joking mm -hmm. about rape. Yes. Uh, rape jokes is a thing that happened a lot reading through this thing. And I read a couple pages of the actual, like, lawsuit papers that they had more past the article. So, like, it is some insane stuff like we we've we've been i'm not gonna say we've been through this because i haven't been through anything but like last year a lot of this kind of stuff came out around ubisoft and it was a big reckoning there and a lot of people you know a lot of people were outed for who they really are and we saw a lot of people leave ubisoft we saw even more people stay at ubisoft and not really face much in the way of repercussions to the point where People have been calling for the CEO, uh, Yves Gilmont, to just drop his position to either, you know, step out of there or to be removed somehow, because clearly something's wrong with the top if all if everything at the bottom is rotten. So 
yeah, we this isn't the first time we've seen some news like this. And I all of these instances are bad, but this story with Activision Blizzard is on another level where you're talking about the rape jokes. That's bad. Like that's awful already. But like it, it goes beyond that. Uh they detail well, first, before I even get to like the worst of it in my eyes, um when I talk about black women being mistreated, there's instances of black women just like being looked over for promotions, people who have been like black women who have been there, you know, years and years and have done so much work, they are looked over for promotions compared to, you know, some dude who's been here way fewer years and who's done way less work than her. Um, and it's just, you hate seeing that, which is already a thing that is a problem in a lot of industries, not just games, but games especially have a problem with women specifically to the point where you get to the worst of it. And this is where that trigger warning comes in. Uh, this is the suicide mention. Um, there's one lady who they didn't get too much in details, literally just a paragraph, but uh, during a work trip, she, she was sexually assaulted for a long time, sexually harassed for a long time in this workplace. And during a work trip, uh, after a bunch of men at a party in this company were passing around nude photos of her, um, probably acquired, you know, by nefarious means. She took her own life based off all of this stuff, man. And you, you don't want to hear any of this stuff, but like that right there, when, when you're first reading this, that is the, the part of it that really sends a shock through your spine. And there's 15 pages of this whole lawsuit um you know of course not not getting into the biggest amount of detail here but i don't know i feel like we should say something about it uh despite you know me and al we're still we're on the outskirts of the industry we're not <laughs> we're not really deep in the trenches quite yet at least but we still feel a responsibility to you know say something about this to call this stuff out in whatever way we can and just say hey if you are if you're already a, per a perpetrator of this type of behavior, you need to cut that out. Like that is not something that's acceptable. That is not something that can even be overlooked. That is just awful, abhorrent, and just not good. But more importantly, because I doubt any, I doubt there's too many pieces of shit listening to this podcast. But if you know a piece of shit, if you're, you know, coworkers with a piece of shit, if you're, you know, in any way friendly with one, then you got to do one or two things. Actually, I'm not even going to say do one of two things. I really think the best course of action is to force these people to change their ways or to force them out of the place that they're not making. Because there's no way, there's no way we can get to this type of behavior, this type of harassment, and have it be normalized to this degree to where, you know, people are just sitting here, people are taking their own lives and everyone's just sitting on the side, just being afraid to speak up or, you know, being aware of, you know, them not wanting to lose social capital in the workplace. You know, there's a lot of reasons that people might not say anything, but I want, I, I want those reasons to not be there. I want people to, and I, I don't know. I just, if you're at a workplace where this type of stuff is going on, say something, do something and get other people together with you that also see the wrong going on. Cause you might say something to HR and you might be worried about, repercussions coming on to you but if everyone says something there's power in numbers collective action i feel like is always the answer in this country for everything but y'all got to stand up as one uh and we gotta speaking of, 
speaking mm-hmm. of that, um, yeah, Sam, Sam Mags on Twitter just simply tweeted out unionize. Yeah, honestly, like that is such a big hot, not even a hot button issue, but that is such a big thing that people have been talking about in this industry forever. Unionization is so important and it's something that we quite frankly need. Um, and the fact that it hasn't happened yet is insane. And I, I genuinely think cases like this are what is what I think that's what's going to get us to a world where all of games is unionized, not just the media side, not just the development side. All of these jobs, I think, are leading towards unionization because they can't the, the company can only neglect its workers and mistreat its workers so long as they hold all the power. But once all the workers get together and unionize, then they prove that they hold the power. So, yeah, I, I think unionization is important, but also just this boys club culture that we foster in the gaming industry for a long time. And I'm not even speaking from a pedestal here. Like, I, I'm like, what, mid-20s, mid to late 20s here. I, I've been a dumb kid. I've said some things. I've done some things as a teenager. But, like, you grow up and you mature and you understand, yo, that's bad. That's dumb. Even as a kid, I shouldn't have been doing a lot of that stuff, you know, making certain jokes, finding certain things funny. But like you grow up and you realize, yo, this is bad. These are grown ass men at Activision Blizzard. These are 30, 40, 50 year olds here at Activision Blizzard. If they're not, if they're this age perpetrating the stuff, they're still if they're not this age, you know, doing these actual horrible things, they're still old enough to know if they're seeing it to say something. That shouldn't be something that people are afraid of. And yeah, like 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 we were saying earlier, collective action is needed. We all got to stand together and not protect women, but make an environment in which they don't feel like they need to be protected. I think that's the least all of us can do. And it really, this shit bummed me out last night when I saw this man. I, I don't, I don't know. How did you, how, what's your, I don't know, thoughts on this? That doesn't feel like the appropriate thing to say, but. I don't know if there's anything you want to say about this man. It's 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 bad. It's really bad, and it's completely avoidable if we all do the right things. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know who Carrie Guskus is, right? I've heard that name before. Uh, she was mm-hmm. she worked at uh, Gamespot, and ah, she she mm-hmm. I think I don't know if she is a former like employee of Activision Blizzard, but she oh. on Twitter like I saw I, I've been I've been seeing a lot of like people who have been like like victims of this this whole thing. Yeah. I've also seen a lot of people, you know, coming back on to share their stories and to share their experiences with Blizzard. And a lot of people that, and that's another problem. So many people have said, "Hey, I want to work at Blizzard." So many people have said, "I want to work at, you know, Activision," which <laughs> I don't think a lot of people want to work at Activision, but there are probably people who are like, "I want to make a Call of Duty game or I want to make Rock or not Rock Band, Guitar Hero, or whatever it is, the franchises that they own. And I think that is another footstone in what makes it so difficult, where people, you know, live their whole lives and work their whole lives trying to get to one of these types of companies with this big prestigious name, Blizzard, one of the biggest names in the industry, um, biggest names in entertainment almost. And you get there and it's like this. And then you're and then you're caught between do I want to stay at this quote unquote dream job? Or do I want to come to the reality of this isn't what I thought it would be? This is bad. Let me get up out of here. And I, I don't know. I was freaking out about this on Twitter a little bit last night, but 
it's something where someone like me who's on the outskirts of the industry i see i see shit like this and i'm like man is it even worth like to keep pursuing this because it seems like this industry i'm trying to get into has deep systemic problems that it that are so hard to change it's 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 discouraging to people who want to get into the industry and you already get a lot of burnout in the industry it, there's just a lot of factors working against it man it's a lot and it's bad even outside of the you know the victims of this type of stuff the fact that it's happening so often and seemingly by so many at the biggest companies it's it's a travesty man and i hate it i hate it and i it frustrates me that i can't do more about it all i can do is you know try and make make the impact i'm having lead us to a future where people don't have to worry so much where women can work in this industry and in, in without fear so yeah it's uh, it's frustrating really frustrating I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to that i just wanted to make sure we mentioned it said something about it because it felt wrong to just start the show you know um so i follow uh one of the writers of or one yeah one of the writers of uh spider-man miles morales mm-hmm. yeah and someone they like i they like to tweet that like you know how when twitter like if someone likes to tweet it'll show you them or that that said tweet mm-hmm. uh so yep. someone tweeted out uh, I see it's that time again when we talk about harassment in the games industry, uh, uh, in parentheses, among other horrific, horrific things. And devs from marginalized backgrounds are 0% surprised that is mm-hmm. that is fuckery is ongoing purely because people in power don't like taking it seriously enough. And then it's just disappointed, but not surprised. Yeah, that's the truth. And... I've been seeing that same type of sentiment echoed all throughout Twitter through a lot of the people I follow. Uh, just even I, I follow some Apex Legends devs that, you know, were reflecting this similar type of thing. And it's like we bring this up. Everyone tells their stories and everyone says their thing. And then here we are literally a year since all that Activision stuff blew up. And here we are with another big bombshell type of story. And it's the same cycle where these women are coming out saying, hey, it's been like this for a while. Yes, this is true. I, I We're not shocked. <laughs> like at this point, you can't say you're shocked. We can't say we're surprised. But it's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I had floated this by earlier. And you probably saw in the doc, I took out one of the games I was playing. Because I really do feel like maybe we just don't need to give these people, give these companies clout. Maybe we don't need to talk about their games and talk about their products much until they prove that they can make these things in a somewhat ethical atmosphere. Like, cause there's no, there's no way you can, it's just hard to like, it's hard to play fucking black ops cold war and know that the people who made it are probably all scumbags, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, Fiona from now of G4. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm aware of her. She tweeted out, like, support women of color, support black women. And mm-hmm. it's the whole, like, silver spoons, like, people who know nothing about adversity. Mm-hmm. Or if they do know anything of it, they just point and laugh at it. Yeah. Undermine a lot of it. That type of thing. This whole, this whole, yeah. Like, I was, like, um, the part about the women of color being, like, an African American employee said that it took her took her two years to to be made into a permanent employee. Permanent employee. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember hearing about that too, which is like, a travesty all on its own. Yeah, like her coworkers were known to be playing video games without any intervention by her supervisor, but that same supervisor would call and check on her if she took a break to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like, even like stuff that's easy to not fuck up. Like, like I, I, I read in a report, a uh, pregnant woman would go on, you know, maternity leave when their kids were coming and they would get negative performance reviews just for the fact that they were off of work for maternity leave. Like totally just ganging up on them because they're women pretty much. And then they have lactation stations in the developer. Like if you're, you know, lactating and just need to, you know, handle that real quick, they have rooms for that. But they would push these women out of these rooms just to have a meeting in there. And it it's it's unfair. It it just be it just reeks of like no one with a feminine eye or feminine mindset is leading any of the culture in any of these studios like this is all just a bunch of dudes just being like oh we should probably have that and then not staying consistent with the culture because you can you can build up all this stuff and even activision's whole tagline is like every voice matters or something like that and it's it's very ironic in a horrible bad way like there's just no way it's just it's just really sad I, i don't like it i don't i don't like that this happened I, I don't like that this is probably still happening. And God, I hope that any of the women who spoke up, because there are names in this full like lawsuit report. I hope that none of them face any repercussions or anything like that. Um, I, I will say, to, to add a little bit of light to this whole situation, um, I, I've been seeing a lot of friends say that that's why they stick in the independent scene, because in a lot of the indie scenes, they are trying to combat a lot of these big corporate issues that are happening where, you know, you have a lot of developers that are women led or, you know, just all, all women developers, which do exist. And people, even from the way of pay, uh, I, I remember Jason Schreier just tweeted about this earlier today. Um, he had said something about an indie dev who keeps all of the salaries in the entire company. Yeah, I'll read the tweet right here. Disbelief, an independent video game tech house, has an open salary structure. Everybody at the company knows exactly how much each position makes and how to get there. Can't think of a much better way to ensure pay equality at companies like Blizzard. And, you know, that's just one example from one developer of how they're trying to combat some of the issues that are present at these big corporate developers. and. I, I I think that's a good first step, or not even a first step, second or third at this point. But I I think there's hope because a lot of people leave these bigger studios, go to an independent developer, and perhaps that is the way to go. But these these big publishers, big developers are still employing hundreds of people, thousands of people. So something has to be done about those thousands of people. Even some, we got to make it safe. We got to make get welcoming we gotta just i don't have the power to make this specific type of thing better but i can make like that's all i can do right now but i don't know it it feel i feel helpless but i also feel like i'm not the one who needs to help so hey man we'll we'll do what we can i suppose i i don't know i i I, it frustrates me not having a direct answer and knowing what to do with all this it really just mm irks me but uh, i don't know man is there anything else you wanted to mention about this whole thing or do you want to see if we can tiptoe into the rest of the show 
uh yeah before we uh what's uh before yeah, before we just tiptoe around like away from the subject mm-hmm. i just want everyone who who was involved in this every single person held accountable yes at the very least Let, let's make sure everyone everyone who's perpetrating this all everyone who's responsible they all need to be held accountable and really they need to make sure that this type of shit doesn't happen again. They need to foster a safe environment. And I, I hope in a year's time or even earlier, I hope I hear from a lot of women and people of color and, you know, trans folk and, you know, LGBTQ community folk there. I hope I hear from them within a few months that things are happening, that they feel safer, that everything is better over there. And I hope that's the case for all these developers, Ubisoft too, because I really, really hate all that all of this is happening. And it really pisses me off that people are still getting away with this shit. Um, after all these flare-ups of news about it. It's 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 frustrating, but that we're gonna go ahead and leave it there. Um, of course, I'm gonna say right now, we are not we're probably not the the utmost uh source that you probably want to hear about this stuff. So as they come out, because the story is new, uh, if I see any like podcasts where women are actually talking about this or other content creators of color are talking about this, then I, I, I want to lend their voices here. So I'm going to link to some of those in the description here. I'll be putting that in there after we're done recording. Uh, I'll see what pops up on the Twitter feed over time because, yeah, this stuff is, uh, it sucks. It sucks. And, you know, we... You, it, it probably helps to have, you know, other perspectives on it. So I'll be linking to either some podcasts or videos or just some tweet threads uh, in here after the fact. But um, enough about that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and st- I say start the show. We've been talking for like a good 25 minutes or so. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and continue the show with the what we're playing segment here. Um, we've both been playing a lot of games. Uh, it seems like the trend here is that we've been playing, or at least the trend for me is I've been playing two games very briefly and then one game for a big chunk of time. So I'm going to save that big chunk of time game for the end. Um, Al, I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off. Which game do you want to talk about first here? Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. All right. Sounds good. Uh, What's going on with Mr. Chu? (laughs) I don't know why, but I just got the sun urge to, like, I wanted to play my Switch or use my Switch more. Hmm. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> it, I mean, I was, I literally had my switch open or on me while I was like wait, waiting for uh, Warrior sixty four to say or tweet out. Uh, OLED uh, switches are up at like here are the links for the new switches. Mm-hmm. I but I realized that like I'm at mm. I'm nearing the twenty hour mark in terms of total playtime. Oh wow! Okay, that's a healthy chunk of time. And I've, I only have like two more uh, gym battles to go before I go go to the uh, Elite Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I realized if I tried to play this on my DS, if I tried to, if I tried to play Elite Four Green on my on my DS and tried to do, get to our mat, I would pro- it would probably take me sixty hours. <laughs> my God, <laughs> that is kind of insane. So you feel like they definitely slowed down the grinding curve on Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, and like uh, while I was playing my Switch, my niece was in in the same room playing. We're like we were both playing Let's Go Pikachu, and she kept 
she kept losing to uh, Misty. Hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. And she doesn't. I mean, she's she just turned ten. Like so, she she's not. She she likes Pokemon, but she's not as big into it, like or as like heavy into it as I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I told her that like she have to go and get more uh, XP by catching different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And she eventually beat Misty. Okay, good for her. Make it happen. But I I really hope we that we get a um a let's go game for like like covering um gold and silver. Hmm. What gold and silver those released on the Game Boy first or are those old are they older? Uh those were Game Boy Color. They're Gen 2. Gen, oh okay, Gen 2. So yeah, it is Game Boy originally. All right. That cause I I was only saying that because I was like, man, that doesn't seem old enough for them to make a, a a let's go version of, but not as old enough. Game Boy Color is definitely old enough. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like there's no shortage of Pokemon games. I mean, Unite just came out <laughs> like two days ago, so I don't know if they're dying for one. But I I'd be interested. I think a lot of people would love to see a, a remake of uh of that one. So Cameron uh, Hawkins would be one. Yeah, Cam Cam is really a big fan of those. So yeah, he would he would love that, I'm sure. Oh boy. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll we'll see. Let, let me ask this. I know this is a complete non sequitur to what we were just talking about, but are you thinking of trying out that Pokemon Unite MOBA that they just released? No, I'm not a MOBA guy. <laughs> All right. I, I figured so. I figured so, but I just wanted to ask. Yeah, I'm not a MOBA guy either. Um, but I see a lot of people who do not fuck with MOBAs hopping into it. So we'll see if there's something there. I also saw there's some pay to win elements in that game, which of course there are, <laughs> but Hey, we'll see. We'll see. But yes. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I saw a tweet that was like, there's only 25 Pokemon in Pokemon Unite. Why aren't there like 800 over 800? <laughs> oh boy. Because that would take too much development time. And plus, they got to have some DLC for later. So there you go. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you're enjoying Pokemon Let's Go. Is You think you're going to like be playing Pokemon Let's Go for a while? Or is this just like, oh, I'm just going to visit it real quick while I got the switch in my hand, while I got the urge? Well, I tr- um, I, I'm, I still haven't started up uh, Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. Okay. I respect which that. sort of makes me realize with all, like, like I've been seeing a lot of the bad talk about uh skyward sword on the switch yeah it's a lot of it all the time uh, and i'm thinking i think i made a remain i think I, I made a mistake buying this game <laughs> for skyward sword yeah because uh no i'll 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 explain more when, we, when i get to the to the next game oh okay <laughs> i mean because it's yeah. kind of it's kind of related all right all right in that case i'll i'll wait for the rest of that but all I'm going to say is it seems like Skyward Sword is fine, but it's not like this. If you didn't like the original game, it's not going to suddenly make you fall in love with it. It's still the same game, just different. Um, but that's just me, you know, pulling off other people's reviews because I haven't played it. But one very modern, very recent with the times game that I played, Arcade Again, which is uh, one of the games that got announced during the state of play that happened uh, about two weeks ago now. Uh yeah, it was a new game from the developers. I think Ilphonic created this one, so the same developers behind uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. And I looked at it and I was like, "All right, this looks like a colorful shooter. It looks totally fine." They're trying Wait, to. 
didn't James Wilms write like have a have a writing credit on this game? Wait, Arcade again? What? It, no way. Said, I saw t- I saw him tweet that he like like it was I think it was this game where he was like he he tweeted out um the developer as like I he was like really excited like my first writing credit. Okay, I'm looking this up because it's weird because I, I I actually streamed this a little bit with Bless and on Bless's tweet announcing the stream, Will James Willems like did like the googly eyes thing underneath the tweet, and I thought that was just him being like, oh, I enjoy that game too, but like, what? Hold the hold the fuck up. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. From, yeah, I'm searching Twitter right now to see like when's the last time he tweeted about Arcade Again. Because if he actually has a writing credit on this, well, I don't actually know if that's a the biggest compliment I can say in the world. Um, all right, we're waiting and uh official dialogue options. All right, no. Boy, just can you just say it out loud? Did you write dialogue on this? God damn. Oh, I've been lucky enough to do many things in my career, but adding video game writer to that list has been a bucket list. I, uh, is surreal thanks to the amazing team at Ilfonet for letting me help shape this vibrant world. He did help write on Arm on Arcade Again. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, I, now I kind of feel bad because I'm gonna tell you right now, this is not a crazy deep special narrative. <laughs> now let me let me make sure I say this correctly. Arcade Again, it's in early access. They are adding more. They're adding more to the game. Like, it's very bare bones still, even right now. I don't even think there's microtransactions in the game yet because it's so bare bones, but uh, it they're working on it. So everything I say here is just temporary critiques because they can improve it all. But, like, this game, it's fun to play when you're actually in the game. When you're actually playing it, it's fine. But the characters are... They they're, they would be pretty cool cartoon characters, but the fact that all the dialogue is just written, I feel like they're animated so vibrantly and their artistic design is so special that their words don't really leap off the page. I think they really would need voice acting to kind of give these characters a full personality because right now it feels like they're, they feel kind of flat only because the dialogue isn't being read. And the dialogue's pretty cute, but like it's a... It's a little bit more than because like all the dialogue pops up in word bubbles as they talk. It's a little bit more dialogue than I feel comfortable putting into a word bubble. Like we're getting to the point where it should be like Fallout dialogue where you get the big old paragraphs at the bottom, like Fallout 3 or something. I would be more comfortable with that because here you're getting like a big old paragraph of dialogue in like a small word bubble. And it feels like, all right, you're talking a lot (laughs) and it's fine. But like. And like, you know, they they got some charming jokes and some kooky things here. But like, man, if y'all had voices, the personality of this would be leaping off the page where now it really feels like you got to do a lot of work to imaginate it and to meet them halfway with it. Um, So sorry, James Willems, (laughs) for critiquing things. But hopefully Ilphonic has plans to implement some voice acting into this game because that would be great. It's not in their roadmap right now, sadly, but if they can do that, I think you know, his his writing will really, really, you know, have some shine to it. So, you know, shout out to that. And I feel I mean, bad. Yeah, go ahead. Just like a like an opposite of that. There's a game called Pro Wrestling X that I heard about on the best friend, Super Best Friend cast. Like, mm-hmm. 
back in 2013, 2014. Yeah, I remember hearing about that one. It was like a the uh, the slogan of the game is basically by get by like by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Oh, okay. I just read that. It's been in early access since 20, November 2014, and I and I helped I I, I uh, put money to, into the Kickstarter. Wow! And soon that. soon is going to be off Steam, and then oh, back wow. onto Steam with the new with new with new tech. <laughs> but like, out of a hundred, like out of nearly two hundred um, user reviews. Mm-hmm. Only like a lo- barely half of them are g- positive reviews. Oh wow! Okay, that's not the brightest spot in the world, but I mean, it's a- I've heard good things about that game, so I know it's not like awful. But like, huh? It's probably sitting at a like mixed or something, huh? Or is it mostly negative or mostly something? It's like r- r- it's like right down the middle. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> it is a dollar, so. I mean, yeah, it's the barity entry is very, very low. So I, I, I think, I yeah, I think mm-hmm. I paid, I think I paid over 20. Oh, well, are you feeling cheated out of your money? I mean, I installed, I installed it, but the last time I played it was like three years ago. <laughs> well, because, in that case, yeah. Like every time I would log in to play the, try to play the game, it would just be broken. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because they had to do all the updates to the tech, like you were saying. Oh no, that they were still just they were like in early access, and like they only had a a handful of like characters you could play as. Oh, okay, so that was on purpose then. Yeah, like and and thing is, they like their newsletter mm-hmm. is up in the nine hundreds. Jesus Christ, it's ridiculous. But enough about me. Hmm. Uh, as you're saying, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, shoot. Yeah, we're talking about arcade again. Sorry, I was still trying to get an Xbox. I was trying to see if they refreshed it again. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, this, this console generation is rough out here. But arcade again. Uh, so yeah, the dialogue, the whole story, and whatever. It's whatever. But the gameplay is. I kind of been describing it. It plays like Fortnite. It's a third-person shooter where you're running around, and it plays like Fortnite, just with a little bit more mobility. You're able to run pretty fast. You can like slide and double jump and bounce around the place everywhere, and it's really cool. Um, and then the structure of how it's played, it's, it's all co-op. There's no PvP or very little PvP. PvP. You're just running through waves and waves of enemies, and you'll, you'll pop into a level. Think like Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead is actually a very close comparison we'll be jumping through this very colorful bright colored level shooting all these crazy kooky enemies with these crazy kooky guns they actually have a very interesting selection of guns they have sniper rifles assault rifles smgs shotguns that type of stuff but then they also have crazy power weapons where they have one gun that's like a inflatable pump where you shoot an enemy with it and then your character will just like press the pump a whole lot think like a bicycle pump when you're trying to inflate a tire they just get one of those and just pump it up real good and then they explode and do damage to everybody around them. Um, they have like saw blade weapons, kind of like the buzz blades from Ratchet and Clank, where you'll shoot a blade at someone and then it'll bounce around and ricochet into the other enemies. Uh, they have like big laser weapons that just shoot a line right through everybody so you can get like collateral shots and kill a bunch of enemies at once. 
uh, they have an interesting selection of weapons, and you know that keeps it a little bit spicy. As you're playing, you'll slowly. It's not like Risk of Rain where you get your one weapon and you're playing with that the whole run. It's closer to like Borderlands where there's like a couple dozen permutations of certain guns. Like you'll always be a shotgun, but then you'll find a new upgraded shotgun that's like a different rarity. Maybe it has higher damage. Maybe it has a fire ability. Maybe it has a bigger clip size, that type of thing. Um, and then you'll you can carry about three weapons at a time. And just like Risk of Rain, it increases in difficulty as you go. So as you're running through these maps, to, to finish off the Left 4 Dead comparison I was making, you run into the map and then you shoot a bunch of enemies and then you get to a spot where you have to complete an objective. So the objective might be shoot these floating space balloons and then progress or go sit on this heart, go sit on this control point and capture this point and then you can progress or go kill this boss and then you can progress like that type of thing. And then you'll get to a safe room in between each one of those uh, stopping points for an objective. And in the safe room, you can buy new weapons, up the difficulty manually if the game is not challenging enough yet. Uh, and then they also have, this is like probably the coolest, most unique feature of the game. They have this like Fall Guys type mode where you can fight your friends for more loot. Uh, so basically, how, me and Bless, we were playing it and how it went with us is it threw us into a random mini game. So we'd go to this arcade machine, hit the button, and it would say, all right, deathmatch. Whoever wins this deathmatch, you know, gets to get a pile of loot and just have their pick of this pile of loot. And so it was just me versus Bless. We had the same gun, unlimited ammo, and whoever got the first to 10 kills won. And we had, I think, a little less than five minutes to get there. Um, and yeah, it was just a very small arena. Not like an empty room, but it was just like two jump pads and a you know, kind of like a Unreal Tournament style arena. And we just had laser weapons that were deadly accurate. And I won that round and I was really proud. But then they had another one where it was kind of like Fall Guys where they had the ice blocks on the ground and you'd shoot at the ground to break the ice blocks to get the other guy to fall down. They had three stories of these ice blocks and then whoever fell through all the way to the bottom lost and whoever stayed on top won. Um, Bless got me on that one. It's literally the hexagon puzzle from... uh fall guys pretty much except instead of walking on them and they disappear you shoot at them and they disappear so yeah it's 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 an interesting gameplay quirk but it's something that you're not going to experience if you're playing by yourself because i played a couple hours by myself as well in this game it's it's very weird in that way but i enjoy it it's 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 a fun game it's interesting I don't know if I would have paid 20 bucks for it because <laughs> I hopped on it because people were saying, oh, it's like Risk of Rain. And I'm like, it's like Risk of Rain. Let me jump on this. But then I played it and I'm like, I probably I would have felt better about paying 10 or maybe even 15 for this. But 20 bucks feels steep, especially for how content starved it is right now. Uh, but they have a good roadmap. They're going to be updating it all the way out until summer of next year. So maybe come back in a few months if what I'm saying doesn't sound insane to you maybe come back in a few months and they need to update more than just the content they like the traversal like you can double jump and you can slide and stuff but they need a good mantling system like in doom 2016 or in a, in a lot of these platformers and stuff where you can or just jumpy games too even titanfall 2 has this you get close to a ledge you can like just grab the ledge and pull yourself up it's not like halo where if you miss your jump by a fraction of a second 
you hit the edge of the ledge and then you fall all the way down. No, in most games now, they'll just give you that grace period to let you grab the ledge and just pull yourself up. So this game doesn't have that. They should really add that. I hope they do. And yeah, there's other quirks I could point out. But honestly, I think I'm just going to link to the stream that Bless had if you just want to see two people playing it for about two hours and see what they think about it. Because we were critiquing the game a lot during that stream. It, it was it was a constructive criticism type thing. So that's enough arcade again. I think I put like four or five hours tops into that game. Uh, not the biggest chunk of time I've given to something, but something I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know. Do you have any opinions on arcade again, or is it just a video game? <laughs> I'll probably go. To, I'll probably give it a shot when like there's more content. Yeah, I definitely think so. Come come fall time, maybe check it out again. They're going to add some more stuff by then. So, yeah. Loader only knows. Uh, can I talk about a game that I really hated? Oh, God. Is this is the next game going to be the one you really hated? Well, I don't know if, it, if hate is the right word, but it made me uh, made you upset. It just oh, it was it, I'm 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 thinking about like once this, all the videos are, are edited and taken care of. I'm thinking of just calling it Alan suffers through said game. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. That's that's upsetting. So here here's the weird thing. I I mean, this game I've heard positive things about ish. I, I remember seeing a YouTube video from uh Mini Me about it. Uh why don't you like the Simpsons game? Tell me what's your beef with it. So the Simpsons game came out as a sort of tie-in with the movie, but not really, just because it the movie the movie existed, a game was put out yeah pretty much completely different yeah you're right um i started i started the game like i i i like i i basically just took two attempts of like i did one there are 16 missions in the game i did one one batch of eight like a while ago mm-hmm. yeah then i did another uh i finished the re the other batch like mm -hmm. uh, a few days ago. Yep, yep. And it's just not a fun game. <laughs> My God, that is it, it. Just gameplay wise, it's just very stale or something like that. Yeah, like it was. It felt like well, like I can't. I can't say it's felt like because it is something of its time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it felt like something of its time. It felt like something that was. If it felt like it was something right out of two thousand seven. <laughs> Which is fitting because I'm probably the next game I'm going to be work making videos for is a game that came out around the same time and is oh no a game that uh, Graydon art hates with a passion. Ooh, <laughs> which one is this? Uh, Looney I'm Tunes Infinite. No, I'm kidding. Looney Tunes Acme Arsenal. Wait, that came out in 2007. Yeah, was that a was that the game based off of Back in Action? No, that that back in action, or the, that the game you're thinking about, that was two thousand three, two thousand four. You're right. Acme Arsenal is the one you're talking about. Yeah, the the one that came out around the time of the of back in action was was great. Yeah, back in yeah. action. Uh, not back in action. Acme Arsenal. It's not good. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Five point two from IGN. Three out of ten from Gamespot. Forty Metacritic. Jesus, and it was 160. Wow. The the art style looks like 
it looks like they tried to get the Simpsons art style to like the uh, the art style of the TV show to work with the get like any, like any game, mm-hmm. and it ended up looking like uh, the Simpsons wrestling on from the PS One. Hmm. Jesus, don't know about that, Chief. And like every every character you'd run into in like on the streets of Springfield would say their most famous line. Like Hans Wilman would say, "Drinking has ruined my life. I'm only 31 years old." <laughs> oh my god! And like, but like just completely unprovoked. If you if you ran if you ran up either to him or near him, he would just randomly say that. And just that. Yeah, and oh no, I there were so many times where I got uh, like when you get when you die in a level. You get you like you get a, a message sent from Nelson. It's going, ha ha, saying like you suck. <laughs> yeah. So not only was this game making fun of me, uh, I was I found like I got to, I got like I got to um the literally the last part of the game and it turned into a um like a like a rock or a guitar hero type game. Oh, like a beat matching thing. Yeah, and I'm horrible at that. Oh no! And I had to use the D-pad. Oh no, but, that bodes not well. And like my the, the I'm using I I have a maybe four three or four 360 controllers, and the one I'm using doesn't have the best vibration support. Oh no! So I was like it it all it almost gave me an ex I almost or I very nearly had an ex existential crisis afterward. It's the worst. Oh no! Like the way I felt when I had to bow out of um, mm-hmm. uh, the walking, the finishing up season, the final season of Walking Dead. Oh wow! Okay, so that same like, feeling's hitting you. Yeah, like I'm like I made content. I can do this. <laughs> You're like I can push through. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, because it goes. Uh, I will say that the story, like the story, is the only good thing about the game. Mm-hmm. Like there's a. Harper Will Rice shows up. I remember hearing about that. That actually sounded really cool. Yeah, like there's, there's a like they, they run into the, uh, like the, like a version of themselves from the eighties, but they're all polygonal and stuff. Oh, that's a cool, cool note. And like Matt Grenig is the is the bad guy of the game. <laughs> I remember hearing that too. That's also very like creative. And like the part that I just, I I lost it out of like pure joy. Mm-hmm. He he's pretty much like acting like um like God like writing things into existence. <laughs> so God. he creates he creates an army of Zoidbergs and Benders. <laughs> I'm like okay, this I can do. See, I see. I think that's it right there. I'm surprised that you didn't really love this game that I, much. I didn't. I didn't like the gameplay. The story and everything, all the narrative and everything, I loved. Okay, okay. See, okay, that matches up to what I've heard, because that is what I've heard is what makes this game, especially as a Simpsons fan. I'm not a Simpsons fan, because that's just not the cartoon that I grew up with. I grew up with Family Guy, sorry to say. But um, yeah, I if you're a fan of that series, it seems like it has a lot of callbacks and just a lot of in-jokes and has a lot of that same humor to where you're going to dig it. But um the gameplay just seems like it's it was definitely not in the front of their mind when they're creating this game the gameplay felt like it came second to the story references and all that stuff 
Also, I I somehow found a uh, level unlock code, mm. like, like for the, for the, the like that would unlock every single level, so I wouldn't have to. Like I could choose which ones I wanted to do. Oh, so you don't have to play the whole game. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I I tried. It said go to the extras section and go go to extras, go to cheats, put in this code. I turn on the game and I realize. There is no extra section. Oh, no. So, yeah, I had to like I, I feel bad for Graydon because he's uh, the 14th mission. I got so lost and had no idea what to do and kept dying. <laughs> I spent an hour and four minutes on on that level. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh. I, I had and ended up having to split the video video in half. Like I just stop, I just hit stop recording, and looked. I honestly, I looked up, I read up on Game Facts, like a walkthrough. Uh huh. Yeah. And okay, and I'm like, all right, turn it back on. Like those videos were both like thirty-ish, over thirty-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every level, it says your time, uh, best like estimated time. Yeah. And it's always like seventeen minutes for like the estimated time. God so apparently, and like I'm, I'm always twenty minutes over. <laughs> oh my god, they must have been playing a different build of this game or something, because there's no way that is insane. Oh boy. Well, hey, shout out to the Simpsons, man. Sounds like, I mean, hey, they're gonna see some gameplay of it on the channel pretty soon. So I guess that's a bonus. If you don't want to play the game, just look at all the funny bits. <laughs> but yeah, I still. Even as someone, I'm not even a Simpsons fan, but I've been interested in playing the game for a long time because it looks like a decent licensed game. It looks like it's not horrible. You say the gameplay is very stale, but I kind of expect that from games like this. But if I'm not a Simpsons person, it doesn't really make sense for me to go play this just for the Simpsons element. So I don't know. I, I've, I think I'm more interested in it as... Oh, good job for hit, delivering the fan service rather than I am for actually being a person who is enjoying that fan service. So, hey, respect to it, but hey, it is what it is. But you want to, yeah, if go you ahead. Do, if you do end up playing it, find someone to do, play co-op with. Oh, you're right. I forgot they had, I think it's split screen co-op, right? Yeah, it's split. Uh, no, it's uh, it's same. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's split screen, but like when I was playing, like there's always like a press start on like the right right hand side or right hand corner, like for another player to drop in. Okay, okay. Hmm. I I might look into that then. We'll we'll see if I can snag a used copy of GameStop or something in the future. But uh, oh, they they don't have a GameStop. Oh God, is that rare now? <laughs> is I, it eBay exclusive. I spent I spent twenty I spent money on a PS3 copy, but this is. Back when I couldn't crack the code, so to speak, of capturing PS3 games. Ah, uh, okay. Damn. And oh. mm -hmm. the 360 version was $35. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I'm playing for, this game for $35. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, ha I have the game. I have the game. What am I supposed to like? I beat it. What am I supposed to do now? Oh, uh, boy. Hey, go back to eBay. Sell it again. Oh, man. You know what? I, I say $35 is a holdup, but then I'm thinking, man, before all this Activision stuff happened, I was looking at the PlayStation Summer Sale, and Black Ops Cold War is 35 bucks, and I know I have that on disc, 
but putting the disc in and out so inconvenient but <laughs> <laughs> so like i'm already at that point of my life so it's like what the fuck would 35 bucks do for me but hey luckily they had to you know go be trash so i don't have to buy that anymore um but one thing i did buy that i probably shouldn't have bought was nickelodeon kart racers <laughs> Which is the next game that I've played. Now I played this even less than Arcade Again. I maybe put not even an hour into this game. Um, basically, you know, it's Nickelodeon All Star Brawl got announced since we last recorded, and I'm I'm hyped about Nickelodeon. I've, we're not talking about All Star Brawl on this podcast because I'm planning on doing a different piece of content for that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but I've been on a Nick kick, so I said, "Fuck it." Kart Racers is seven fifty on PSN. I'm gonna buy it right now. I'm going to play that shit, and I'm going to see if it's really as bad as people said. And, oh, my God. it I was scared. <laughs> I was terrified. It came on screen, and, like, they, it's, an, it's an official Nickelodeon license game. So, like, you know, I should be expecting, you know, the license of Nickelodeon to not be butchered. But when it popped up on screen for the first time, it was like a screenshot of, like, Patrick and SpongeBob racing with Tommy Pickles in the background. Patrick's eyes look so weird in this fucking screenshot. I don't know what was up with it. Um, if I if I find it, you know what? I'm gonna find it through my because I put it, I sent it to someone on PSN so I could download it to my phone later. Um, but it looks so strange. I was like, oh no, what if I signed myself up for? Um, but I played a little bit of it. I played a whole series of races. You know what? I'm gonna put this. Uh, I'm gonna put this image into the chat so you can see it because I found Wait, it on my uh, phone. Which one? One, two, or three? Uh, <laughs> good question. I'm gonna put it into the. Uh, I'm putting the podcast chat. That's where it will be. Uh, so the second one. Give me just a second to direct myself over there. But yeah, this this weird face that Patrick has. It just looks so unsettling. It just doesn't look right. Um, and it, oh, it just oh my god me. yeah look at his face what's up with that he's got googly eyes yeah it's so strange i i don't like it it's so and then patrick or not patrick uh what's his name uh hey arnold in the background just looks dopey in the background it's so silly so i that's the first thing i saw when i booted this game up and i was like what the fuck have i done but i played a little bit of it and i'm here to report nickelodeon kart racers it's not the worst game i've ever played which is not saying much, I understand, but it could have been a lot worse than it actually is. Um, it's actually an okay kart racer. Like the the whole the main mechanic of it is kind of doing it's pulling a lot of inspiration from Mod Nation Racers, which I love. I'm a big Mod Nation Racers fan. That's my favorite kart racer, probably. Uh, and it does the thing where instead of in Mod Nation Racers, the whole thing of that is whenever you're doing tricks or whenever you're you know drafting on somebody or drifting you'd be gaining your meter and then your meter could go higher and higher and higher give you different tiers of boost and then you know eventually if you get to the really high levels of meter you can you know use a shield and use some other abilities kart racers doesn't get that involved it leans on the mario kart thing where you crash into the slime boxes and you get a random ability you can get a baby bottle missile you can get like uh spongebob's little foam finger hand that he uses in karate you can get uh a bunch of things you get a manhole cover from tnt for or tmnt excuse me teenage mutant ninja turtles um by the way there are two ninja turtles in this game which is weird but uh yeah they have those types of abilities but 
there's a bunch of slime on the track at all times. So you can go over a slime ball and then they'll ring a thing and they'll say slime time. And then slime will pour over the track. And if you drive over the slime puddles, you collect that slime and you can use that as boost. And you can store like three chunks of meter for it. So you can just continue to boost the entire race. If you drift for long enough, you boost out of the drift. And they also have a pickup that lets you boost too. And there's boost pads on the floors as well. And in, in some levels, they do the the Sega All-Stars Racing Transform, the Sonic racing game that had all the other Sega characters in there. They have some levels where it's just a big river of slime. And then when you drive into it, you're car turns into a boat and then it becomes a boat racing game but that whole time you're gaining slime so as soon as you get back on solid ground you can just boost forward with all the slime you've been collecting so there's you, some yeah go ahead you should stream this game just title the stream slime time live <laughs> dude i i thought and, about and, it and in parentheses no i'm not talking about the, the that the, I'm, I'm not talking about that show this is a game <laughs> God, I think I might get DMCA'd if I even mention of pre-existing property. But, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm planning on streaming some Nickelodeon stuff tonight after I beat Ratchet and Clank Two, which I am right on the edge of. I'm pretty sure. So, and this is one of the ones on that poll. So, perhaps it will win. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, I think the game's fine. There's a little bit of depth there. It's not the most basic thing ever. You could tell that they were trying a little bit, but man, this game feels like it was made on a shoestring budget. The music is all stock footage. It's all like stock everything except for the characters themselves. Like they paid for the license and then didn't have money for anything else. <laughs> so everything's just super basic. I mean, some of the tracks are really cool. They're all based off of different Nicktoons, based off of A. Arnold, based off of spongebob teenagers and teenage mutant ninja turtles that type of stuff so that part is pretty neat but man the game is super duper basic i think i think the platinum might be easy to go for so i think it might be a 10 hour platinum if i play through everything do everything on the hardest mode so on so forth but eh maybe not <laughs> this doesn't feel like a game i need to spend all my time with but it's fine it's cute it's cool uh I can't wait to see this is the same publisher, the kart racer game people, same publisher on that game is making this all-star brawl game. So this is their first time with this IP. Let's see what their third time will be. Cause they did make a sequel to this kart racer game, which I heard is better. Uh, so, Hey, we'll see what all-star brawl has in store, but yeah, this game's whatever. Um, it's super meh. Y'all don't need to buy it unless you're a diehard Nickelodeon fan. Uh, but Nah, it's whatever. Uh, do you have opinions on Kart Racer? Or do you want to talk about your hot new release that you've been playing this week? I want to talk about this hot new release that I've been playing that I played for about an hour or two. Okay, all right, that'll be a good good little taste of it then. So yeah, in that case, tell oh fuck, Kart Racers Two is on sale on Xbox. Fuck me, <laughs> god damn it! All right, well while I go contemplate that, tell me about this. Uh, last stop that just came out on game pass yeah so this is uh an annapurna joint developed oh. by written and, re and developed by variable state mm -hmm. of virginia fame hell yeah y'all know i love virginia if you've been listening to the show fuck yeah and it's about it tells three like interconnected interconnected stories featuring like or with like three uh three main characters yeah mm -hmm. uh john who is a uh, single dad, middle-aged 
Yeah, he's the bald character. I've seen him in trailers. Uh, Mina, who is a career woman. Yeah, she's the girl character. I've seen her in trailers. <laughs> and there's also a character named, I think, Donna. Mm-hmm. Oh, is... Oh, is that might be the black woman character. I was thinking of a black boy, but I might have been thinking of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Forget about that. But yeah. Yeah, I've seen him before. I've seen them before. Yeah, so like the game the way the game opened, should I spoil or should I just uh, try to try to work my way my way around it? I would tiptoe around it. Even like we live in an era where the opening of The Last of Us Part 1 exists, so you might want to tiptoe around stuff that starts at the beginning, but you know, set it up. Just okay. <laughs> so you start. It starts off with the prologue, set in nineteen eighty-two. Okay. And some weird stuff goes down mm-hmm. with yeah, a mysterious there's... with a mysterious stranger. And I'm not. And I, I did not mean for for it to sound like I'm talking about the Fallout character. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until you started teeing that up. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Hmm. Like the. Characters, this character, like you're running from some people, and the character, the mysterious character, is is waiting for you. Hmm. Okay. I, I I think I know the character you're talking about. I've seen him in trailers too. He's just like this weird guy who either has some mystical powers or something's up, something supernatural with him, and he's causing a muck in these people's lives. Is that correct to say? Yeah. Like one character uh, disappears. Yeah, like he and one pair, and the and the like one of the two characters disappear. People, uh, they were they were you were running from catch up to you. They try to find the character, the other character, and they open the door that they walk through, and they're just gone. It's it's like a the it's just a door frame, like every it's all brick. Oh wow! So it's like the Harry Potter thing. Well, the character or the doorway was glowing. Oh ominous and like you i i don't know if uh john is the character that is in the prologue mm-hmm. yeah but mm-hmm. i i really enjoyed like i'm I've, I've only played one chapter each for the characters okay and you're enjoying you know the ride so far yeah like these variable state knows how to do cliffhangers oh okay i, I, I like, love a good cliffhanger it's like um I'll skip to the end to John's uh, story so I can move on to Mina's because mm-hmm. like uh, uh, John, like also uh, what my, my new favorite like child character is now uh, John's daughter. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I didn't realize you get to interact with the kids. That's nice. Yeah. And um, you run into someone like you run into someone, you know, on the, uh, on the, on the subway or the, Whatever the fresh term for it is. Yeah, the Louvre or whatever. No, that's the toilet. Never mind. <laughs> uh, he, You're walking and then the character bumps into uh, the stranger. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, you, try, yeah. you, you help him out. Or you try, to, you try to help him out. And he just goes, you two are made for each other. Like he, he grabs he grabs both characters by like he grabs like a, a hand and an arm or a wrist and an arm. Oh, I've seen a clip of this. Is this the Where, switch? Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. and like I think I like I knew where it was going, but I didn't think they were gonna didn't think they were gonna start that way. Yeah, like just like just the open like the beginning of the game to open like that. 
I mean, but then then again, the the prologue opens up with uh, I've I like when looking up uh stuff for like prior to the prior to recording. Mm-hmm. I saw someone say that this is the best Doctor Who game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a high praise. Hmm, I'd be interested to see how that holds up. Yeah, I've been uh. Ever since I realized this was the same people that made Virginia, I've been very interested in this one just because, you know, the they're, yeah, the the art design. Fantastic. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. Like, it's not like the most, you know, high polygon, every single wrinkle in people's face, but it has a certain style that I think is really neat. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm glad to see that it's translated well in the final product. Uh, yeah, looks really interesting. Um, so you think you're gonna, cause here's the thing. I feel like by the time we record next, I'm definitely going to beat this last game that I'm about to talk about. Do you think by the time we record next, you're probably going to be done with this one? Seems like you're going to binge it. I'm going to binge it and I'm probably going to try. I want to do a, like a, an LP of this game. Ooh. Okay. Did you record the first couple chapters? I didn't because I want to, like, I want to get a, instead of like. Of doing a blind LP, like I did with Virginia, where I was like just walking around most of the time, having like no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. You want to? I want to do. Yeah, I want to play. Like, I just want to understand what's going on first, so I, so I won't have to. So I'll have to. Uh, I don't have to worry about thinking about the whole thing while playing. Mm, makes sense. And I, I like after the Simpsons um, cruelty that was given. That was put on my head. Mm-hmm. I want. Yeah. I just want. I need to get. I need to get that game out of my system. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Some some games just take over your brain space and just won't let go until you can force it out. So best to get that out the best way you can by just playing it all the way through. Um, so yeah, I guess that's good. We'll we'll be learning more about that one as time progresses, and seems like we might get some video content out of it too. So that's good. Um, the last game uh, we'll be talking about after the last stop. It would have been if I thought about this, I would have made the last stop the last game we talked about because that just makes too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, I forgot to do that. So instead, I'm gonna just really quick talk about uh, me returning to. The Village of Resident Evil 8, RE Village. Um, yeah, hop back into this one. So I think I talked about this on Twitter a little bit as well. I have reassembled my room recently. So with all this roof repairs and all this stuff, my furniture is all squished to the one side of the room I'm on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I saw the uh, pictures you put on Twitter. Oh, yeah, the before and after? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. it was, And to think that that was just my room. Like the, all the entire hallway right outside of my room and the little den kitchenette area, none of that had ceiling either. So it was a good of the entire downstairs. There was a good like forty percent of the downstairs that just was ceilingless for almost the last month. So thank God that that's fixed. But I've taken that time to rearrange some stuff in my room. So I moved my TV back right next to where my computer is, and I wired a HDMI cable from my PC to my TV. Because I was trying to just get it to where, because I don't like, I don't play a lot of games on PC because I don't like playing games in the same place that I do a lot of my work and, you know, that type of stuff. So I said, I want to play this on the couch. So I wired it over to the TV. And the first time I did it, because I had two sessions of Resident Evil 8 in this setup, 
first time I did it, for some reason, the game wouldn't go a higher resolution than 720p. And I have a 4K TV. And I was like, all right, that's going to be a problem. So I tried to like finagle it. And then I tried to just change the computer settings to 4K or to 1440p or something higher. And it just refused to go higher than 720p. So I said, you know what? This game looks pretty enough. I'm going to deal with it. It'll be fine. And so I played like two or three hours that way. And then the next night, I played a little bit more. This is actually last night. After I fell asleep, I woke up at like 9.30. And I was like, well, shit, since we're not recording, guess I'll play a little bit more RE at like, I think it was at like 2 a.m. at this point. I Or I played it at midnight and then stopped around 2 a.m. But in any case, I was finally able to get it to run at 1440p and to have HDR going on my television. And I'm telling you, this thing looked incredible. <laughs> like it looks really good. Even though I like I said I have a 14 or I have a 4K TV and you know 1440p is a little less than that, but I didn't really notice. It it was looking good enough that I didn't really care. Um HDR was firing off too and it stayed at a decent frame rate, which is what really impressed me. Like I thought something was going to break because this is a third monitor I had hooked up to it at this point. Like I thought something was going to fall through, but no, it stayed stable, a good 60 FPS and I was happy and I was playing it. Um, I finally completed Lady Dermatrice's section. And when, when you were talking about the Simpsons earlier, how you were stuck on that one level for an hour, I had a similar thing with Lady Dermatrice's level where I don't play I say that Resident Evil is one of my favorite franchises, but most of the fran- most of the Resident Evils I've played are the modern ones. Like I'm talking Resident Evil Four and going forward, so I don't really have that instinct to like look through my inventory for clues and stuff like that and solve puzzles. So when I got to this one section, Lady in Lady D's castle, uh, there's a doorway, and on the doorway there's like a mask with one eye socket empty. And you look in your inventory and there's a ring with an eye, like an eye, a glass eyeball inside of the ring. So I'm like, all right, I'm supposed to put that ring into the door. So I kept going to the door, hitting the ring and it say, you can't use that. You can't use that. And I'm like, then what the hell else am I supposed to do? So I'm thinking, okay, so I got to go find a different eye in a different part of the room or a different part of the house. So I kept exploring every single inch I could. And I didn't unlock much of the house at this point. So I really only had like three rooms to go to. Couldn't find jack shit in any of these rooms. So I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? Turns out I could have just gone into my inventory, examined the ring, rotated around until I find the mechanism that lets loose the glass eye from the ring. And then the eyeball is just in my inventory. And then I go back to that door, put the eyeball in, and it worked. So <laughs> I was really frustrated about that. And that's actually one thing I noticed about RE Village where it kind of presents itself as if it's a, oh, you're figuring this out and you can go any way you want. And it, it kind of it kind of acts like there's a lot of freedom to it when in actuality it is you go forward until you face an obstacle and that's pretty much it. And going off to the side to different rooms, the most it's going to give you is maybe a treasure, maybe some money, maybe some ammo, and that's it. There's really not much in the way of exploration. It's just, you know, go forward and do the thing. Um, but I was able to figure that out in Lady Dermatrice's castle, got all the way through her castle without spoiling what happens to her. She definitely, I, I I'm not going to say what happens to her, but I definitely had a moment where I was like, is she going to be in rush hour three? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, but you know, I still thought you know that whole sequence was pretty entertaining and everything. But for as much as everyone loves Lady Dermatrice, I'm like, damn. All right, <laughs> they wrote this game before they knew she would become a big thing. Um, so yeah, that's one part also, of it. Yeah, go ahead. Also, that person's uh, tweet about like I hope all the Lady Lady Dimitrescu uh, fans or stands get their boners um like exploded or something. <laughs> or... <laughs> Whoa! No, who said that? Like... I forgot who, but was it the act the the voice actress? No, it wasn't that. Okay, okay, because that seems hostile, <laughs> and she seems cool. No, I think I think you retweeted it saying like, well, one of these things, well, either one like one or two of these things happen. Oh, like where she turns into a giant vagina monster or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A, a lot of people were saying everyone was like, you know, she's gonna turn into like a hideous, horrible monster at the end, and everybody was like, and. <laughs> So what? I'm still about it. Uh, and honestly, she it's it's I would not hug whatever she turns into is all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, I got through her part and then I got all the way through the dollhouse section as well. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's the part you were telling me earlier that that's the part that you were like, all right, I can't this. This is too much for me. I mean, I I end up I beat the I got past the dollhouse. But that part just I, I haven't played the game or I, I played the game, but. Like I, I've actually I'm almost done with the game. Like I'm at I have like maybe a one or two more bosses to fight. Oh wow. You might be at the same place I am. Uh, well how are you in a watery area? Yeah, the swamp guy. Yeah, the the I, yeah. <laughs> I I already took care of him. Okay, okay. So I'm a little bit behind then. But yeah, in any case, yeah, there's there is a lot of stuff in this game. Here's the thing, because I got through that doll section and I'll say I were you more afraid of the actual dolls and the horror with that? Or were you afraid when you got into the basement with the fetus? It was the fetus. Yes, the fetus fucked me up. Oh my God. I was not prepared for that. Luckily, I didn't die that entire level. There's actually no combat in that entire level, which is really interesting. But that fetus, and I'm not going to elaborate more than that. People who know, know. But God, that fetus it freaked me out, man. I was really um, traumatized by that. Some sick bastard took the that scene and made it like third person. Oh, hell no. I know, uh, right? That's it's bad enough that I only get like a glimpse of it with the flashlight in first person. I don't need to see all the crevices of that thing. Jesus Christ. Thing is, I made the mistake of going under the bed. Oh no. Did he did it just like slide you from under there and get you? No, I uh I went into I went under the bed facing the um, the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's and where, where I, when I should have gotten under the bed facing the door. So I got up. Had to go forward. I got up and tried to get around him, but he got I got I got caught. Mm-mm-mm. So the next time the next time I went in went into the uh, clock like the the wardrobe and like you've got that little like little tiny view. Mm-hmm. See him dragging his head across this, the the fucking door frame of the wardrobe I was in because I did the same thing. I hid in the wardrobe first thing, and what? God, he, he. I actually ran past. I or I, I walked past him, and then I was just like in a, f- a frantic, like, oh my god, oh my god, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here, and yeah, the dolls. I was like, like, and I, I don't care what people say. I was playing that, but I was, I, I had in one hand, the controller. The other hand, or or 
propped up directed at me was my iPad with a guide. Oh, okay. <laughs> you had help then. Well, not. Yeah, because I'm not good at puzzle games. <laughs> I respect that. But I just wanted to get I just wanted to be done with all of that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole area was very. Here's the thing. It was it was terrifying. And especially me as someone who doesn't play a lot of horror games and plays. I don't watch horror movies at all. Very rarely do I watch horror movies. I have a respect for how Resident Evil 8 is dipping into different kinds of horror. Where different, different like genres of horror. Yes, yes. Different. Yes. Yeah, subgenres and all. Yes. Yeah, subgenres. Yeah. Yeah. Because you start off with the big intimidating vampire lady. And then that turns into what she turns into. And then you go into the dollhouse, which is tapping into like some Annabelle type shit. And then honestly, the fetus sequence it has big Outlast vibes. I was going to say has big PT energy. PT as well. PT as well. I'm thinking Outlast because you had to run away and hide. Uh, yeah. But like both of those apply big, especially PT with the fetus. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, and they're just dipping their toes into a lot of stuff. And even with the water section that I'm in right now, without, you know, fully saying what's going on, it gives me heavy, like, like swamp thing energy, which is another type of horror. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking with it, man. And it's really cool. And even though I'm not, like, the biggest fan of being scared and being horrified, I think the way that Resident Evil is doing it, it feels like a carnival ride. It feels like a thrill ride more than, like, an actually harrowing experience especially with the ridiculousness of like this man got his hand cut off and just glued it back together two minutes later like what kind of bullshit is that you mean he got his uh pinky ring or bit in his pinky ring his pinky and uh oh, ring he finger hair. he got he got two fingers eaten bitten off by a werewolf yeah at the beginning just taped of the it game. up yeah it's super bizarre so and i i had my sister spoiled <sighs> Like the, what, the she, 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 not the ending, but how Ethan is is surviving all this. Oh, they! I didn't even know they were gonna justify it in the lore. I thought it was just gonna be a quirky video game magic thing. No, that they explained it and has ties to seven. Oh wow! Okay, maybe I should have played seven because <laughs> even now they're starting to drip things from seven into it, and so I'm like, hmm, we'll see. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I'll find out about that. But yeah, it, it, it definitely has. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in the game, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying how they brought back the whole treasure system from Resident Evil 4, where you can find different trinkets and stuff around and sell them to vendors. But you can also put different pieces of treasure together to make something way more valuable. Uh, I really appreciate that. Did you go back to uh, the kit, like the doll house person's grave? Yeah, I went back to their grave. I didn't know what you needed to put in there in order to open up the chest because I know there's treasure in there, but it won't let me go back to the house. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll. Um, let's just say that when you get when you do go back there, there's a big boy waiting for you. Oh, is it? Oh, is is it wolf related? Uh, sort of. Very, okay. A very very tall one. Oh, okay. It might be bigger than the one I killed. Okay. Because there's this one sequence where I got to where there's a big werewolf just running around one section of the city. And I thought I was completely screwed. But then I remembered that I had a key that opened a door somewhere nearby. And I found a grenade launcher. And I had been picking up explosive rounds for like a quarter of the game at this point. 
And I had like five of them and it took about three to take them down. So yeah, I don't know if that's the one you're talking about or if there's more, but if there's no. more, I'm, I'm out of explosive rounds. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it's a wolf or, or like a different type of entity. It's more of a giant. Mm. Okay. More of a giant in that case. Yeah. I have not encountered the one you're talking about, but Hopefully I'll be able to, because I do, I am compelled to like clear the map, get all the treasures, use all my lot picks to open up all the drawers and all that stuff. I, I really feel that urge to like explore this game. I don't think I'm going to platinum it, especially because it's on Steam. You can't platinum it, but I don't think I'm going to go that crazy and play everything on the hardest difficulty. But I do think I want to like collect as much of the shit as I can, because it is a pretty compelling gameplay loop that they have going here, uh, especially with the whole cooking and bringing animals to get permanent stat boosts. I'm digging that stuff too. So I'm I'm gonna keep playing it. I think by next week I might have it beat. We'll see. Time will tell, but I'm enjoying myself. It's a good time. And so yeah, that's all I gotta say for RE Village. I will have more to report once I've beaten it in the coming weeks, I'd say. I say days, but I'm gonna say weeks to give myself some leeway. Um so yeah. Oh, every- I uh oh, pr- yeah, forgot to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Uh bringing back a segment from uh very from a long time ago. All right, let's make it happen. What's this segment? I feel like I know what it is, but tell me. <laughs> Why did Alan buy this? <laughs> well, we I mean, we already had one entry with Nickelodeon Kart Racers, but here's another entry. Why did Alan buy this? Metroid Fusion. Wait, the, the Game Boy game? On uh, the Virtual Console on Wii U. <laughs> Are you going to play your fucking Wii U in 2021? I mean, they're not... Have you seen her seen how much it, like a Game Boy Advance copy costs? Probably a lot now. <laughs> like that, it only costs like eight dollars. Oh wait, really? It's it, it's eight sixty eight to be specific, but okay. it, it's it's only eight, it's under nine dollars. Like, and people are charging. The lowest price I saw was maybe three times that. Oh nah, hell nah. <laughs> that's not even. That's not and. Legit. Then the other, like that, the Metroid Fusion. I'm just gonna play, play and have fun. Try, try to have fun with it. Okay, I expect that. When I was talking about uh, before I moved on to The Simpsons, mm-hmm. I said I was gonna bring. I was gonna say, you know what? Or I said, you know what? I'll bring. I'll bring that up when I get to The Simpsons. I forgot it. Forgot to mention it. <laughs> I bought Batman: Brave and the Bold for Wii, which I'm gonna play on my Wii U and record. <laughs> You and the crazy licensed games, man. We're just running through them today. God damn. I mean, our YouTube channel did start off with uh, the Revenge of the Sith LP. <laughs> that is true. That's legit like one of the things in our little intro video from the beginning. So, hey. And I, and, all, and as well, also, mm-hmm. that, that Batman Brave and the Bold game is really good. It was made by Way, made by Way Forward. Oh, okay. So, like, I, I had to buy a new... Uh, uh, motion like a Wii motion sensor, oh. or a sensor bar. Yeah. Uh, the copy of Batman Brave and the Bold was only like fifteen bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. On, on, on eBay as well. Wow. Okay. Look at eBay not scamming people for once. Um, and mm-hmm. and like my uh, we my we we mode and nunchuck was only like twenty five dollars. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> You know what? eBay eBay's been doing good by me for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I actually sold my PS PS4 and my Xbox One X uh, on there within the last few days, and yeah, I did that's yeah. You saw, saw probably saw it on Twitter. Yeah, like I saw the mention of PT 
Yeah, that's the thing. I fucking forgot that I had PT on my PS4 and factory reset it off. Uh, <laughs> I am kicking myself for that, but eh, it's fine. I, I don't think I ever was going to really play that anyway, unless it was like for stream or something. But eh, we'll play something else. There's other horror games that are good and fun and people enjoy. And I did all of that to buy a Series X and it's, I still can't even click the link. Oh, oh fuck it's out. God damn it. I, I've been trying to click the link because it just wouldn't let you even go to the link on their website. Uh, but they say there might be some in stock in store. So I'm going to go in store after we're done recording here today <laughs> and see if I can get lucky. Um, but that's enough about this. That's enough about video games that we've been playing. Let's go ahead and crack into the topic of the show. Um, probably won't talk about this too long because we've been talking about the games we've been playing for a long time. Um, but we will go ahead and crack into the Steam Deck. Uh, this is, of course, the new handheld device that's sweeping the place. Uh, made by Steam, made by Valve. Uh, it's a handheld gaming PC that runs off of a Linux-based Steam OS, which should support uh, a great many titles on the Steam library. Uh, a lot of games, if they run on Linux, they'll run on this. If it runs on Win, I think they said some things that run on Windows will run on this excuse me, as well. Uh, but you could also just take this thing and take out the original OS and just boot Windows to it and just go with that. Uh, you could definitely do a lot of things with this. There's a dock that they're making for it where you can just put it in the dock and then connect it to a monitor, connect it to a keyboard and mouse and just use it like a PC. Uh, you can charge it. There's like an eight-hour battery on this thing. There's uh, You can use third-party docks. You can use... SD cards with it. There are three different models with three different levels of fast storage where it starts at 64, ends at 50 or 512 gigabytes. Uh, it looks really, really cool. It starts at 400 bucks. And the first question I'll ask, are you thinking of picking this thing up? Did you hop in the reservation train? Uh, how, how are you feeling on that front? I put down $5 mm -hmm. on yeah. the base, the base model. Oh, okay. Because I'm probably just going to get an SD card and take care of that you know what i respect that i think i put my five dollars down for the highest price model just because um but eh, you probably made the better choice not when i'm thinking about it because <laughs> i don't know if that 170 is really going to be worth it when i can just get an sd card but i, I yeah. think i was thinking of loading times maybe honestly like i'm since i, I I've, I've yet to um officially change switch graphics cards mm -hmm. And since I'm going to be, since I won't be able to play certain, a bunch of uh, games that I bought on Steam, like uh, the Yakuza the games. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be a great one to play portably. Holy shit. Like Yakuza, XCOM, just too many games. <laughs> like if yeah, this, if, mm -hmm. if I can play Young Justice Legacy, no, no, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Young Justice Legacy. <laughs> no, but if I can play something, if I can play Fallout, on this thing i mean dude i i don't see a reason why you wouldn't be able to play the entire fallout series potentially because they said you could boot windows to this thing which means you could just get xbox game pass app on here which means you could just play all the fallout games right there if you wanted to or if you got I, a good old games account put that on here I, I i own all of them on steam exactly oh on steam then you ain't even got to do much <laughs> you're perfect now, the, I mean, the only thing that would be weird about especially Fallout 1, 2 and everything before 3, if you're trying to play it on the handheld itself, there are touchpads on there. 
but the touch pads, I don't know if that would really be the best way to play a Fallout game. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I didn't really love the touchpad on the Steam controller, which I do own, but it, it might work. Um, the thing I really want to play, because here's the thing. I think about this all the time. I have so many PC games that I have just never played. Um, and it's not just my Steam library, because I got, yeah, I'm going to look at my Steam library right now. I, I, have, over, a... I have over 600 games in my Steam library. Fucking hell. You got way more than me. Fuck. I got and 436. Like, <laughs> like, a lot of these are games I've beaten, like um, Walking Dead, Telltale games. Okay. I mean, uh, still respectable. Uh, the Witcher games. <laughs> and obviously, like, every Star Wars game there is. Yeah, true. I'm going to see if I can sort this by, like, games I haven't played. Unplayed. All right, so how many games is that? That's... Wait, have they have they said has it been said if it's if it's possible to play MMOs on this? People are already theorizing you could play um what is it? Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> People are already like that's going to be my FF15 machine. Um like, I think it, it's a little bit weird because just out of the box it might not be able to play certain online games because some anti-cheat software isn't supported on Linux. But if you take off the original software and put windows on it, like they say you can do, yes, you should be able to play everything that graphically can support it. Cause it is just a PC. That's what they keep saying. It's just a PC yeah. just with different inputs and whatever. So potentially oh, whatever man. are you thinking of? Uh, Star Trek online. Oh my God. That is, that's dangerous. <laughs> Where you just play Star Trek online at any point. Oh my God. That could be that. Whew. That's problematic. I, mean, I did also like I, I'm and I'm also the person who was like, or who was told, "Hey, do you want to go to this Yankee game?" Uh, and I was like, "Okay," and I, I ended up bringing my Vita. <laughs> and you love baseball, so like, what the fuck? I was playing. I was actually playing the meta game and literally playing LB the Show 15 on my Vita while watching the game. <laughs> of course, that just makes too much sense. <laughs> God bless you. Um, now, but if anything, this. Mm-hmm. I want this to be like I want my Steam, if I get if I do get a Steam Deck, like if I, if all, nothing if there are no shenanigans. Yep. There are so many like I saw that uh the, like the certain games will run better than others and like other certain games will like mm-hmm. they'll be they'll be like like not every game will be I guess created equal. So now that people know this exists, they can kind of design for the specific hardware and stuff like that. Yeah, like. Not every like every game won't run at this every uh, the exact same um, resolution. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean the the screen's resolution is like something something by eight hundred, so slightly over seven twenty. So if a lot of games are, I think, I think it was twelve eighty. Yeah, twelve eighty by seven by eight hundred sounds right. So if that's the resolution of the screen, a lot of games are going to be running at seven twenty p. Which already means that a lot of, especially independent games, a lot of these games are going to be running very smooth with some really good frame rates at that smaller resolution on this hardware. Because they say the hardware inside of the device is equivalent to, is somewhere in between an Xbox Series S, or not Series, an Xbox just One S and a PlayStation 4 regular. So it's a little bit last generation hardware-ish, but since everything's running at strictly 720p, at least in handheld mode, you should be able to get some very good 
gameplay out of that. So I am very interested in it. Um, and you were talking about MMOs and stuff. It's less that I want to play MMOs on this thing. It's more that I want to just check off all of my backlog with this thing. Yeah. Steam, we talked about it. Hundreds of games through Steam. You go on to GOG, uh, maybe not hundreds, but definitely dozens of games that I own through GOG. You put Game Pass in there. So many games on there that I own. I can put my Origin account on here. I could play the Saboteur on this thing. I could play, what is it? Uh, Mercenaries 2 on this thing because I own both of those on PC. Uh, then you get the Epic Game Store into this thing, which they said specifically you could run the Epic Game Store on here. I have claimed every single free game they've ever given out. So <laughs> let me go ahead and hop on there with that. I, I was just telling people on Twitter, hey, Raji just hit Game Pass. Everyone should go play Raji, A Legend Reborn. I don't think that's the subtitle, but everyone should go play Raji. I bought Raji in an epic sale like five months ago and still haven't touched it. This will be a perfect place to do so. So yeah, that that is what I'm excited for. It's less that I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some Apex Legends on this thing. I'm thinking more so like, bro, I could really I could play Greece finally because <laughs> I've had that on Steam since it came out last year. So and oh, it's Ra Raji and Ancient Epic. Ra oh, Raji and Ancient Epic. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So yeah, I've I've the, the Xbox app open right now. Hey, there you go. Yeah, download that on Game Pass, everybody. But uh, yeah, those are the games I'm really excited to play with this thing. Um, and it just really depends on if this thing can come out. It And here's the thing. My pre-order date for it, because I hopped on it like late in the day when pre-orders opened, because at first I was like, I can't afford this right now. But then people were like, hey, you don't have to pay for this thing until it ships. So I'm like, oh, bet. All right. Five bucks right now. <laughs> So, yeah, I hopped on it, but it's not coming out for me until quarter two of next year. So, Same. yeah, so we're both going to be waiting a little while. But um, seems like we've answered, you know, most of the questions I wrote down about it. But let me ask this. How do you see this compared to your Switch? Because you've been playing your Switch recently. I still play my Switch every now and then. Um, do you I've think also been playing my Vita late recently. You, you know what? I wasn't going to say anything, but... I've been playing my Vita a lot recently. I actually bought a memory card for my Vita TV. And I've been putting a bunch of PSP games on that thing. So, like, I'm kind of in Vita land right now. I'm not going to lie with you. <laughs> so, like, I, I I feel that energy. But do you think this is going to be, like, the new hot handheld and then the Switch is going to get thrown to the wayside? Or do you think this is going to be a compliment to it or something like that? I ho hope they can take on Nintendo. And, uh, oh, man, I, sh I shouldn't have looked up. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation TV on eBay. Oh God, what is it like five hundred dollars? Uh, no, they're mainly like two hundred. Uh, like, <laughs> they're they're most of like of the like there's I'm seeing some for like three hundred, but these are like sealed ones. Oh okay, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, PlayStation. I bought my PS TV for like twenty bucks because <laughs> they were just giving them away back in the day. Someone's giving one away for thirty five. Well, there's five bids on it. With the DualShock 3, all right, maybe not the worst idea, but I got I got like five DualShock 4, so I'm not bucking. In any case, uh, yeah, so Steam Deck, you think this is going to be the new handheld that everyone's going to want to steer clear of, or do you think it's just going to complement it? You think it's going to go the way of the Steam controller and the Steam set-top box that they had? What's your feeling on it? Wait, hello? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I uh, went to go pick up my steam steam link oh you're 
<laughs> you went to go fetch your Steam Link. I didn't know you had a Steam Link. Jeez. I'm literally wiping the dust off it. <laughs> you know, I always... I, I never wanted a Steam Link until I realized that they had a Steam Link app for Samsung TVs. And then I tried using it and you can't Bluetooth the controller to my TV. So I was like, shit, if I had a Steam Link, <laughs> I could just get an Xbox 360 controller and just sync it. But yeah, I, I feel you there. So do you think this is going to go the way of the Steam Link or are you a little bit more hopeful than that? I mean, with this, with the rise or the rebirth of handheld gaming, whether it's uh, xCloud or Switch or even Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. there, it, there's starting to like, there is a market still for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like with the Vita and uh, at what like uh, Apple Arcade, it was or back in, even before that when it was just it's just the iTunes uh, the App Store when it was just mainly like indie games that were licensed products or licensed games that like games like Simpsons tapped out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this with with the pos- with the possibility of all these like mainstream games being able to be played on the go, anything is possible. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Anything is possible. Like getting to play these things on the go is going to make, I don't know, like I feel like the Switch effect where everyone's like, oh, I want it on Switch because that's the portable way and that's how I want to play it. I could see something similar happening in the Steam ecosystem where I don't think people are going to be like, is it on Steam? Well, actually, shit, I can't even say that because the Epic Store exists, but then you can play the Epic Store on this thing. So that's not even a thing. I don't know. I feel like you won't get a big outcry of people being like, is it on PC? Because I want to play it portably. But I think you're going to get maybe a little bit more sales of those who do not who do put stuff on PC because you can play it in a portable factor. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot of you know, feedback from people saying, hey, I like playing portably. You know, Let's make more features. Let's, let's support controllers natively if we weren't going to. Stuff like that to where... I can really see, like, I can see people developing for Linux just because this thing's Linux based. So, hey, man, things are changing. Things could be changing. Things could, you know, there could be a big rift in the industry for this. Now, here's my question, because I, I, I also feel like this thing is, I, I don't know if it's going to come out and be a dud instantly, but I do have a feeling that it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle. You know, everyone pre-ordered their stuff. Everyone's getting their pre-orders for the next couple months next year. After that, I'm wondering how long this thing lasts. I'm wondering if other manufacturers are trying to make one. Does Razer get on the train? Because this seems like the type of thing that like Razer would try to make one. Um, you know, some uh, other wasn't there um I think it was the was it NVIDIA who had like the NVIDIA shield? Yes, I was just about to say NVIDIA would probably make one of these too. This just seems like their type of framework. Yeah, I, I really see, I could see a lot of manufacturers hopping in on this. I just don't know if we're going to see them. I feel like it would take them longer than a few months to like make one of these. But I also feel like, you know, I also feel like by the time they come out with them, the wave for this whole movement might already have dried up because people have already gotten their Steam Deck and they're happy. And, or maybe the flaws in the Steam Deck have been shown and have been prominent enough to where people are like, oh, they should fix this, this, and this, and then the competitor can come through. So I don't know. Or, There's a lot or, of questions. Or mm-hmm. the first wave of people will get it, or, or like the first, yeah, like the first wave of people will get it, and then they'll go like the Apple route of 
like the the iPhone slash iPad route of every every set amount of t- set amount of uh, time. It's the next word the, the new Steam Deck or <laughs> the the Steam Deck two point No, nah, I I can't I can't see Steam or I can't see Valve doing that themselves because when they make hardware. I don't know if I don't know if it's just because their hardware is usually not very successful when it comes out, but they never follow up with like new iterations of their hardware. It's just this is the thing and this is all it's ever going to be for the next few years. And then, quote unquote, we'll see if we'll make more. And then they don't make like a new revision. That's that's typically what they do. I think they really are depending on other developers to iterate on their idea for them. Um, especially because they said this, the software that's going to be on this thing is going to be open source. Like they're going to give the code out to manufacturers and developers that want to make their own competitor. Like they're encouraging it. So, you know, also good for there, them. there was that story of uh, Ubisoft saying like they'll 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 make games for it, or they'll they'll release stuff for it if it's um, if it's a success or something. It was just a very like it, like it, it, felt it like sounded a very like interesting. It sounded like, or came off as, we got burned by the Wii U. We don't want to do another. Um, <laughs> we don't want to fall into another web of, web of bees. True, true. I mean, I remember Zombie U, and I remember what was it? Actually, Wonderful One Hundred One wasn't Ubisoft. I don't know why I conflated those, but Zombie U is the big one that I remember. They had to port that thing to everything else as quick as they could because <laughs> no one was buying it. I think I, I think I owned that on PS3 or something, but. Yeah, the thing about it, Ubisoft doesn't have to do that much work to put something on the Steam Deck because really all you got to do is port it to Linux. You can still sell it on the same uh, Steam store. People on PC can still buy it. Like a lot of their games that are already out will work on this thing. They really don't have to do too much extra work. And it's not also, like they have bespoke features to support. You forgot them having to take Ray- well, I think it was Rayman Legends or Origins and like take taking away the exclusivity from Nintendo. Ah, uh, yeah. I think it's the second one, not Legends. Wait, it is Legends. Origins is the one that was on Vita from launch. But yeah, Legends, because they had the touchpad support for the uh, Wii U, and that was a big deal. I, I definitely feel you there. Oh, boy. Yeah, there's there's just a lot of questions here. I don't have the answer to all the questions. And oh, God. Oh, no. And I just saw a tweet that respawn is making a brand new single player game that isn't attached to any previous existing universes oh man here's the thing that's cool good for respawn i'll play whatever they make they're one of my favorite developers the titanfall reddit is going crazy right now because they've stopped (laughs) because we we didn't cover this because we we took a hiatus for a week but uh the hacking yeah, the, the DDoS attacks where you couldn't play Titanfall 1 for a very long time, and now Titanfall 2 starting to get hacked for where you can't really play a stable match. And Respawn hadn't been saying anything about it or hadn't been doing anything about it until some random dude decided to hack Apex Legends to force them into action on Titanfall. And so all that's been going on, and all this time, the entire Titanfall community is still like, we still don't have a third game. So they've just they've just resorted to being like, hey, let's just act like a third game came out and make memes about it. So the entire r slash Titanfall subreddit is just like, oh man, when 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 you get the phase rocket SMG and you accidentally get the wrong uh shift alt, and it's uh, like these aren't titans, these aren't <laughs> weapons, they're just making shit up. Oh yeah, like um 
some someone like so and so is is a tougher boss fight than Viper. Yeah, they're like, oh man, when they have the when they have the less emotional flashback mission in Titanfall three, and it's like a crying face meme, and it's <laughs> like that's not even a thing. Oh my god, it's just it's just so funny. Like that's that's how it's gotten. That's how it's gotten. And uh, going going yeah. back, but mm-hmm. uh, going back to this Steam Deck, yeah, the actual topic on hand. Uh, there is a game that I do want to play on on the Steam Deck. Ooh, which uh, one? Doki Doki Literature Club. <gasps> Have you never played Doki Doki Literature Club? No. Oh my god, that one! Here's the thing: that would be a great game to play on the go because of the type of game it is. But there's a twist in that game. I'm not gonna say what the twist is. I'm gonna try and really talk around it, but. I'm sure they do something to make the twist work on other platforms. Like it's, it, it came out on Switch. It came out on PS4. I what? I, mm-hmm. I heard or I saw that it's it's gotten bad reviews on. Really? Bad yeah. reviews on the other platforms. Yeah, Doki Doki Leisure Club Plus. Huh. I'm looking this up right now. Metacritic. Fuck, I can't spell. There's no U in critic. Um, here we are. <laughs> Uh, I didn't hear anything about that. I mean, the user score is like at an 80 and it's at an 85 overall for Doki Doki Literature Club Plus on Switch. But I, I feel like the only thing people could say against it is the big, the the cool thing that they make you do at the end of Doki Doki Literature Club Original. You can't do that on a Switch. You can't do that on a PS4 or PS5. That's just not possible. So maybe it's has an issue with that, possibly. But that wouldn't be worth it, you know, getting voted down to hell. So I don't know. Um, the Switch version seems fine. The PS5 versions waited a little less than the Switch one. Don't know why. Maybe there's just less reviews for that because everyone's like, oh, Switch, that's the version I'm going to review. Uh, so, you yeah, know what? We'll see. Considering the it's it's rated better on um, Switch than PC, I may just end up going that route. I mean, I honestly, I don't think there's any real difference in it. I think they're all going to be the same game, but the PC version is free. So that's the big reason I would recommend that just because, you know, it's free. If you want to play the original PC release, it's fine. It's good. It's great. Uh, The plus just includes like some updated, like uh, some new chapters of story, a couple of uh, music tracks and some little goodies. I actually pre-ordered the special edition for PS5, so I got like little buttons and pins and whatever coming my way. Because I love that game. It's one of my favorite games. So, you know, we'll we'll find out. But yeah, that's a good one to play. I just think if you played it on a Steam Deck, it might ask you to do some things that might be a little bit hard to play if you're just kicking back on a couch or in a, I don't know, on an airplane playing this game. It might be kind of hard to do some of the things it would ask you to do in the PC version, but... I imagine um, I imagine someone would get the death gr- death look if they if like if you're playing that thing on blast. My God, I mean it's not it's not like sexual or anything, but oh, it no, is no, very just, much so like just anime. <laughs> that's exactly people who don't like anime, mm-hmm. or just look at it as like a juvenile thing. Yeah, they would definitely or, be upset. Or people who look at it like it's blasphemy. Yeah, yeah, you get some people like that a lot. Let me tell you, Momocon in the middle of Atlanta, it, Atlanta as a city ain't known for anime acceptance. <laughs> so every now and get every now and then you'll get just people walking in full cosplay on the streets of Atlanta at night, and it's not the kindest sight to to behold. But 
you know, some some people may say some things, especially that we have a homeless problem in Atlanta because it's a metropolitan area and they're not used to seeing these costumes. So <laughs> you get some words exchanged. Um, but yeah, in any case, that's pretty much uh, let me see if there's any other questions I had. I think that's pretty much all I wanted to say about the Steam Deck. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up about the Steam Deck. Uh, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see. I want to see other people get hands on because right now IGN.com, they are the people. They got an IGN first on it. They got a blowout. They got different videos and articles they've done about it. I want to see how other people feel because looking at the controls, all the controls are squished there up at the top, kind of like the Wii U gamepad. And it doesn't look like the most comfortable thing, but they keep saying it's fine. And everyone at IGN says it's fine. So I want to know about that. Uh, and I have almost an entire year to find out impressions from other people who are going to be getting this thing early. And then I can cancel it and get my $5 back if I really want. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm intrigued. But I want to know more. Even though I've already put my money down. I got to know more. That's that's where I'm sitting at. Uh, what, what's your final thoughts on this uh, Steam Deck business? Uh, as I mentioned, if if I can play certain games like 32K19. Okay, respect that. Because I, I'm i probably going to be going back through the 2K list or the 2K series and like for something site related. Mm, okay, respect. Um, I'm probably, I'm, I'm definitely going to get one. I'm not going to, like, I'm definitely going to get the 399 version so like if if i do end up if it ends up being something that like if it ends up being a dud at least i didn't spend like six hundred dollars yeah that's a godsend like my oculus quest Mm -hmm. as soon as i got that or like a month later the second oculus quest uh two got announced (laughs) god i remember that too ah jesus christ and I just now set up uh, like air, the AirLink mode or AirLink mode. So yeah, so we definitely have a chance for you know things to change, things to get better. I don't think, like I said, I don't think Steam's going to announce a revision, but yeah, I could still see. Hey, we're we're Nvidia, and here's our better version of the same thing that you just bought <laughs> for three for thirty dollars cheaper. It, yeah, honestly, for thirty dollars cheaper. Now it's only three fifty or something like that. So three sixty nine ninety nine. there you go shout out to tim gettys on that one (laughs) so yeah so yeah that is pretty much all we got to say on the steam deck and honestly that's pretty much all we got for the show today um and with that we're gonna go ahead and tip on over to the housekeeping segment um in housekeeping this week a lot of videos a whole lot of really good relevant let's play type stuff pretty much um so first off we're starting with the worst part (laughs) (laughs) which is actually the name of the episode of the Life is Strange 2 Let's Play that Graydon is doing uh, over on our YouTube channel. So go ahead and check that one out. Uh, That Let's Play is a lot of fun, so give it a gander. Uh, Once again, Graydon's back. Graydon's on a lot of these videos. Like His name's just back-to-back three times here. Um, This next video is him playing through a musical story demo for one of the E3 Steam Next Fest demos. Uh, Him also playing Omno which is actually coming to Game Pass this month, which I'm really interested in because he was talking about this game earlier. If you want to see him play the game, go ahead and check that out here. His link is in the description. Yeah, Great. I guess I mm-hmm. guess I can, I guess I guess I can just delete that gameplay 
capture I did of me of my, my, myself playing it. Dude, I, I'm saying we're all different people with all different tastes. We're all going to have different opinions on these games. Upload it anyway. He, I think he, Graydon also recorded a gameplay of Sable and he uploaded it after I uploaded my gameplay of Sable. So like, fuck it, man, do it. <laughs> we, they all have different, we all come to these games differently. So put it up there. If, if you have a different opinion on it, or even if you want to just put the gameplay up standalone so people can just see raw gameplay, I say put it up. You know, more content can never hurt. Um, speaking of more content, Graydon tries Black Book, which is a game I've never heard of before. So I can't even tell you what the fuck that's about. So I'll have to look into that and see what's up with it. Uh, but that gameplay video is there. Josh plays Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan. I saw gameplay of this one and it looks really cool, really vibrant, really cute. I'm interested to I want to play this one. And I think the demo is actually still on Steam. But uh, in any case, speaking, speaking of that, uh, I don't know. Was it you who set up the uh, auto the auto tweet? I did that. <laughs> I okay, did because that. I ended up like finding a program to do to do it myself because I thought it was like literally just being done manually. Oh no! See, I thought it was manual for a long time, but what I had to do was um, there's this website called If This Then That, and I've been using. Dude, it for that's other stuff. that's that's the same thing I I did. <laughs> <laughs> great minds think alike, my guy. Great, great yeah. minds think alike. Um, but, all I had to do, I just had to re rewire some things and log back into some stuff, and then yeah, I just set it to tweet out every time we post a video now. Yeah, like the when that tweet went live, it got two two likes. One was Graydon, and one was one of the developers of Rambo, Rambo Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. Even even with uh, a lot of the, I think Beyond Blue is the game that Graydon posts about. Yeah, his one videos. The, mm -hmm. One of the devs, or the you know the, I think out of the game like the Twitter account for the game liked it. Yeah, exactly. They're interacting with their stuff, and that's why I wanted because I kept I just didn't know how to because all of our articles are automatically posted to Twitter and Facebook for that matter, whenever we post them. I was trying to do something similar for the YouTube channel, but I didn't know what to do. But then I remembered if this, then that, and I said, oh, I can just log out of my YouTube channel, log into that one, and one, two, three, I did it. And so, yeah, I we made it happen, and that's really the benefit of it, where you just post about these things, and people just retweet and share your stuff. If they're like, hey, I like that game, or hey, I developed that game. like. People get on it, so I respect. Now, now we just mm -hmm. need to get this on, like this whole thing. We just need to, we, now we just have to get uh, Instagram working with this, dude. If we, God, I got to figure out how to get Instagram working. You know, I haven't been on Instagram that much actually because I, I ruined Instagram for myself. Where I thirst followed a lot of people, then realized, oh man, all of these, every single thing on here is an unrealistic standard of beauty. That's gonna warp my perception of things. Let me not use Instagram anymore. And now it's been over a year, so. <laughs> I'll have to see what's up with that, but I'll, I'm investigate that. I, I, I've I've cleaned my feet up a little bit more in the last couple months, so I can work that back down to where it's manageable. But in any case, that's all besides the point. Um, go ahead and check out those videos on our YouTube channel. Oh, and like like I said, what Beyond Blue episode or I guess part seven of uh, Graydon's Let's Play that is also up, so you can check that out. Uh, and yeah, and also those links to all the women and people of color talking about the Activision Blizzard stuff. Um, I'm going to put some of their takes here too, because y'all should know what they feel about it. Cause they're more likely to have a very personal visceral reaction to it. And, and honestly, most, most likely a better 
better perspective. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to have a way better perspective on that. So look up what they're saying. Pay attention to what they're saying. Take heed to their advice. Uh, so I'm going to share that. And then, of course, the Arma the Arcadegeddon uh, gameplay stream. God, it, it autocorrected to Armageddon. I am not going to change that. I will... I will do that now, actually, while I'm thinking about it. Anywho, uh, the stream that me and Bless had for Arcade again, you can go ahead and check that out as well. And yeah, that's pretty much everything for this show. Um, we're going to go ahead and dip out of here. I got a, I got a man at Walmart to go speak to about the Xbox Series X that may or may not be in-store shelves. I'm going to see if I get lucky. Um, and then I'm going to come back and prepare to stream some Ratchet & Clank and some Nickelodeon games, maybe. Um, Al, I guess, are you just going to relax the rest of the day, hopefully? <laughs> uh, actually, I, <clears throat> man, my voice is getting hoarse. Oh, no. We've been Our talking horse. so long. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll, I have, I'm, I have some stuff with the side I have to get started on. I'll tell, I'll tell you about it after we're done recording. Okay. All right, then. I have a feeling I might know what it is, but yeah, tell me specifics after we're done recording. So, yeah, we got some more site, site stuff to work on. Um, Oh, and we have some roundtables that are coming out soon as well. Um, I was in the middle of writing for one of them, so that one's going to go up pretty soon. And then the other two or three, I think, are going to be up a little bit after that. So look forward to some more roundtables. We always enjoy writing those, and hopefully you enjoy reading them. So uh, be on the lookout for that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, we're going to go ahead and dip out of here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Al, and then I'm going to meet a man about an Xbox. So... Uh, that's it for us. Once again, this has been me, Emmett Watkins Jr., also known as EJ Spun61 on all places on the internet. And I've been joined here today by Alan Muir. Thanks again, Al, for hopping on today. No problem. And listeners, live, learn, repeat. Hell yeah. Live, live, learn, repeat. And then if you learn that what you lived was wrong, then don't repeat. Because <laughs> that's the theme of today, apparently. So yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's been enough from us. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for everything. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it true, and play on, player. Adios, y'all. <laughs>